0: Hello, and welcome to Maintain the Flame with Keith Collins, the podcast where we anticipate an experience with the Lord on each and every episode. Thank you so much for listening today, and my prayer is that you will be strengthened, encouraged, and challenged in your daily walk with the Lord as you listen. The primary purpose for this podcast is to be a source of inspirational truth that will awaken a deeper hunger within you for the fire of God to burn brighter and hotter in your life. Leviticus 6.12 says the fire on the altar must be kept burning, it must not go out. This Old Testament verse spoke into the sacrificial burnt offering system of the temple and it also reflects the fact that we as the bride of Christ are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we have a responsibility to steward our walk with God and maintain His flame that He has ignited in our hearts. I am your host, Keith Collins, and I invite you to join me now as we explore biblical truths that will help us to maintain the flame of God upon the altar of our hearts. Hello and welcome to Maintain the Flame this week. I'm Keith Collins, your host, and I want to thank you for joining us today. I don't know where you're listening from, but wherever you're at, I pray that you are experiencing the favor of the Lord, the power of God, the love of Jesus Christ you know, each and every week, we are able to do what we do through this broadcast, through this this um, radio show, as well as our podcast, and we are, we're just excited. You know, We hear from people from time to time, and we hear testimonies of, of lives that are being encouraged and hearts that are being changed. So, hey, thank you so much for being a part of this, and we really do this because we love people. We do this because we have a heart to see people grow in their faith. We have a heart to see the law saved. And um, we're even reaching in parts of the world where the church has to be in somewhat of an underground state because of laws and and what an honor it is to be able to reach you today. And I I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit, the love of God, the, the glory of the Father would be present with you. And that what you're about to hear today, as well as in the weeks to come, that it will truly be a source of hope, a source of strength, a source of encouragement, and that the, the eternal truths of the Word of God will have a supernatural and powerful impact upon your life. So again, thank you so much for listening today. And today, I want to talk about a subject that is taught about a lot. Um, some people teach about it more than others. But it is a very key and important concept of the Word of God, and I wanted to visit this subject today, and we might pick this up again next week in a part two, but at least today, and if I had to give this, this teaching or this um, episode a title, I would call this the nature of faith, the nature of faith. Now, faith is one of the subjects that is really seen throughout the Word of God, and some of us know th- the, the book of Hebrews eleven, and I'm going to read the first chapter in just a few minutes. But but Hebrews eleven really gives a picture of individuals that we we look at their lives, and 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 many of them, or really all of them, in this chapter, really experienced supernatural grace in the midst of great perseverance or persecution mm-hmm. and torture and even death. The Bible talks about some that were even sawed in half. I mean, it's it. It's a pretty powerful chapter and maybe we'll read some of that maybe even more than the first verse today. but but anyhow, this this subject of faith is so important. it is so foundational and, and it really doesn't matter how long you've been serving the Lord. This is one of those subjects that you never ever get away from, not just because it's throughout the Word of God, but because it has such a powerful impact. On the way that we live our lives unto the Lord. So, let me let me open up with verse one, and it simply says this. Many of us can quote this. It says, "Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen." So, the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. And then, in this in this chapter here, it it. it it goes down and it talks about um, you know, those that, that really, as I said, sacrifice their lives by faith. So before we go any farther, I want to just kind of look at this first verse. What does it mean when it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for? And the evidence of things not seen. So what is faith? Maybe you asked that question. And many of you could probably give an answer. And you'd probably give a correct answer. But, but I want to look at this verse. And see how this verse really um, develops or sketches two dimensions of faith. Or faithfulness. Because when we read Hebrews 11. The rest of the chapter. It's really showing the faithfulness of those that persevered in their walk with God. Again even unto death, some of them. But the the verse sketches or traces two dimensions of faith or faithfulness that, that the writer of Hebrews later develops in detail. Again, this first part. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, first of all, what does faith do? Faith provides us with an assurance or a guarantee, right? Faith is the the substance. It's the the guarantee. It, it's its the peg on which we hang our hopes. Because of faith, our hope is not some flimsy pipe dream that we hope will happen one day or that might happen. But no, it, it has substance and it has reality. Listen, faith provides a ground to which we can hold fast to. Um, it, it It's stable. its It's foundational. Again, it's it's the thing that, that the Lord says that without faith, it's impossible to even please God. So, so, again, faith is one of those things that you really can't be saved unless you have faith. We, we are saved by grace through faith, right? So, 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 faith has this element. It has this dynamic that I think we need to, to really allow to sink into our hearts, and that is this. It's a guarantee. It's an assurance. It's a foundational um, subject. It's a foundational reality in our walk with God. Again, it provides the ground on which we hold fast or stand fast on. But listen, that grounding, not only is it something present, but it also orients us towards the future and gives us what? Courage and boldness to move forward literally launching us sometimes into the unknown. Therefore, the, the second element or dimension of faith is that it moves us forward in God. Now, let me put it this way. Um, my wife and I, Darla, we've been married for over 36 years now, and we've been in ministry for pretty much all of that time. That We've pastored a few churches. We've been involved in um, overseeing ministry training schools and Um, Overseas ministry as well as itinerant ministry here in the United States And mentoring young men and women of God Training missionaries, training pastors I mean just a lot of things that we've done But I will tell you this Most of the times we've made a decision to step out to do something for God The resources were not there to do it However, we had a word from God, so we knew that God had called us to do such a thing or to step out in such a way, but there was never like a surplus of finances. There was never like everything falling into place, so what did we do? Um, We embraced the substance of things hoped for. In other words, there was foundation, there was truth, because we had a word from God, and we knew that this was God. However, it's the evidence there were things that were not seen. Again, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the guarantee of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. So we couldn't see how everything was going to work out, but by faith we knew that it was going to work out. So I want you to understand, and I want you to see that. That, that faith is something that brings about an assurity in our lives. It's not throw something against the wall and hope that something sticks. No, friend, faith is established. Faith is the nature um, of God. It it comes from the Lord Himself. It's imputed to us from the Lord Himself, and it connects us to Him. It takes us beyond the dimension of of human desire, um, of human fear and doubt, and it it places us in the position of this is what the word of the Lord has said, whether it be the Logos or the rama word, the written or the spoken word of God. We have a, a word from God that is sure, that is foundational. As a result, we can move forward in faith. So maybe you're listening to this today and maybe the Lord has spoken to you, spoken to your family, spoken to you and your wife or you and your husband or or whoever. Maybe you're a single person and God is challenging or speaking to you to step out in a certain area. It could be answering some call of ministry, maybe to become a missionary. Maybe it's to plant a Christian business that honors the Lord. Maybe it's to step out and begin to disciple people, whatever it might be. But if the Lord is, has given you a word and you know that this is an opportunity, this is a, a charge from the Lord then I want to encourage you, my friend, don't look at how everything's going to work out. Look at the evidence of things, right? The foundation of things. Even though the evidence might not be seen in the natural, by the Spirit through faith, the substance becomes a reality before you even see it in the natural. Friend, that's what faith is. Faith is believing in a God who cannot fail, a God who says what He means and He means what He says, a God who calls us into a covenantal relationship, and in the midst of that divine union and covenantal relationship, the Lord makes Himself real to us. Listen to um, Hebrews 11, um, verse 8 here, um, verses 8 through 10. in the covenantal relationship that God made with Abraham, the Lord sends him forth. By faith, he goes out believing that God is who he says he was. It says he did not know where he was even going, but he went out by faith searching for a city whose builder and maker was God. You see, that's that's a picture of answering the call of God. And that doesn't mean we don't prepare ourselves on certain levels. It doesn't mean that we don't train. I mean, there there are, you know, seasons where we are maybe in a, a type of setting where we're being trained in the scripture, maybe being trained in in hermeneutics or trained in, in theology, whatever. And those things can be fine. However, you can get all the training you want, my friend, but if you don't have faith then you're just somebody that's been trained so abraham through covenant with god steps out literally steps out leaves his natural surroundings and by faith he enters into a place not knowing exactly what it's even going to look like but knowing that god is who he says he is and my friend, that that's a picture of a walk with God. Now, that doesn't mean that that every decision we make is is so huge that unless we have so much money, it can't be done. But but it means that we learn to live by way of our knowing who God is in every season of our life. So so this this subject of faith again, it's not just something that um, we talk about every once in a while, but. It's a place where we live by the Spirit in every season of our life. Let me let me take you to the book of Mark real quick here. Um, Mark's gospel, one of the synoptic gospels here. Chapter 6 and verse 5 and 6. It said now, speaking of Jesus, um, he said, Now he could not do mighty work there he could do no mighty work there speaking of his his hometown he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them and he marveled because of their unbelief and then what he do then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching now this is an interesting um, verse here number one the fact that the Lord in Nazareth was pretty much really rejected and as a result, It says he could do no miracles. So what did he do? He went about teaching. Therefore, I believe one of the clear reasons for teaching the Word of God is to address unbelief and to increase our faith in our lives as we walk with the Lord. So the the immediate response to the rejection of Jesus, where he even said before that that, um, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country— among his own relatives and in his own house. And then it said he could not do many miracles there. So after that, he immediately went out to the villages in the area and he began to teach. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as Jesus visited his hometown of Nazareth, he encouraged a corporate or he I'm sorry, he encountered, excuse me, a corporate unbelief. In turn, he went about teaching as this is always the antidote for unbelief. So listen, we need to be taught the word of God. We need to be taught the principles of faith. We need to be taught the, the history of men and women of God who by faith did amazing exploits for the Lord as the Lord anointed them to do so. But um, we must understand that we don't, love people out of unbelief, but we teach them out of it. Of course, love's always involved, but but, but teaching the Word of God, teaching the, the, the covenantal nature of God, teaching the promises of God, teaching our identity in Christ, all of these things bring faith alive to the believer. It it causes us to to leave the realm of false assumption, to to leave the realm of fear and trepidation, to leave the realm of carnal humanistic thinking. And it awakens this this element within us that's connected to God himself. And faith unifies us with the Lord. And and we don't become God in no way, shape or form. We are we are weak in and of ourselves. But by faith We stand in the face of Goliath as David did. By faith, we are among lions as Daniel was, and we come out. By faith, we're like the three Hebrew children, and we are in the midst of a fire that's heated, what, seven times more than normal, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they come out and their clothes don't even smell like smoke. You see, by faith by faith we see the promises of god revealed and worked out over and over and over we we get into the word and and we teach the word of god what does the bible say about faith what does the bible say about faithfulness we allow these things to become who we are so again faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of god so what do we do we we renew our minds with the word of the Lord, as the Bible says. We we refuse to allow doubt to invade and to hinder us. We refuse to allow the naysayers who say that God doesn't do those things anymore to to cause us to quit praying in faith and believing. We 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 listen to the report of the Lord even more than the report of medical science. We by faith know that God is a healer, that God is a deliverer, that that, that God can turn things around. Even this amazing thing that happened a few weeks ago with the overturn of Roe v. Wade in America. And I know that battle's not over, but but still yet, people have prayed in faith. I mean, for decades, we've been praying for this thing to be turned around in America, Roe versus Wade, which legalized abortion on a federal level. And I mean, I, I, I was involved in marches for life in Washington, DC. We've been in prayer meetings. We've we've stood outside of abortion clinics. I mean, and supernaturally, this thing turned around, something that honestly, a lot of people never thought would happen. But by faith, people kept believing. People kept praying. People kept marching. And, and we saw this amazing miracle. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it it was a miracle or it is a miracle. So listen, um, this this element of faith needs to be taught. You need to know that you have access to the nature of God himself, to the power of God, to the authority of God, to the love of God, and by faith you learn to walk these things out so So Jesus said that in his hometown. That there was 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 not any faith or any belief. Therefore, his immediate result was or response was that he went about teaching. Therefore, um, we need to be instructed on the potential of faith that is within us. Right, unto every individual is given a measure of faith. We need to know that as God's people. You might say, man, I just don't have faith. No, you have faith. If you're a child of God, if you're born again of the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Jesus Christ is upon you, especially if you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire, then my friend, you have faith in you. Now, maybe you you, you live in a carnal way and you allow the, the enemy or maybe even your flesh to suppress the Word of God in your life, to suppress faith in your life, but listen, I guarantee you, according to the Word of God, you have faith, and faith always has potential, promise, power, demonstration. Faith always opens doors that the enemy says and man say cannot be opened. Faith always takes you where people will say you'd never be able to go. Listen, I've been blessed to be in 37 nations around the world by faith. To be honest with you, when I first started traveling overseas, I didn't have the money. I didn't have $2,500, $3,000 to go on mission trips. But by faith, I knew I was supposed to go. And supernaturally, every trip was paid for by faith. I knew that God was telling me to go to the nations. And I'm looking forward this year to get back into the nations as some of the COVID restrictions have been taken down. So listen to me. My point is this. Faith is needs to be taught, right? We need to be instructed on the potential of faith that is within every one of us. Next, the, the dynamics of faith that govern the growth of faith is important. Faith grows, right? It develops over time, and we'll talk about some of that here in a little bit and probably next week, but, but there are certain elements, there are certain things whether within the Word of God or even by our experience as believers that govern the growth of faith and the development on faith and also on how faith increases in our lives as followers of Jesus. It grows. It increases. Listen, I don't know about you, but I've I've been with people who just by faith knew that God was going to move them. I've been in some amazing circumstances, not amazing in a good way, but challengingly amazing to where... The only way we could have really had any results or any success is if God moved and I have been with people. I'm not talking about flaky people, just hypername it, claim, but no, people that by faith knew the word of the Lord. They they had a word from God. They knew that God had sent them somewhere, and there was no way for them to get to where God had sent them in the natural. But somehow, supernaturally, God sent a messenger. God sent someone in authority, and by faith, they knew it was going to happen, and boom, it just happened. You see, friend, this is the nature of of the Lord, so we need to understand that that faith develops, faith matures, faith grows in our lives. Look at um, the book of Luke. Let me read this to you. Luke's Gospel, chapter seventeen, and um, reading in. Let me go back here. Reading in verse three. Sorry about that. So Luke seventeen. Let me pick this up in verse three, where it says this: Take heed to yourself. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times a day, and seven times in a day returns to you, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord when they heard him teach this, Increase our faith. This is another interesting element that comes with faith. So it's interesting in Luke 17 that the desire for faith to be increased by the disciples was directly connected with the element of relationships with others and primarily here with forgiveness. So I want to say this to you, my friend. If you are living with bitterness and unforgiveness, you say, what does this have to do with faith? Everything. If you're living with bitterness, if you're living with unforgiveness, if you're living with um, hate, I'll put it that way, maybe envy, and jealousy, whatever it might be, can I tell you something? Your faith will be suppressed. You will have a clog line in the area of faith. There will be no release. There'll be no abundance. There'll be no provision. You will come to a place of stagnation and even spiritual death until you are willing to, do, to deal with it. So, I don't know exactly who this is for, but maybe someone's listening today and you're trying to have faith for something, but you just keep hitting a wall. Let me ask you to examine your heart. Is there someone in your life that you need to maybe even contact and let them know that you forgive them? Let them know that you love them. Maybe they offended you. Maybe they did something that was really wrong and and was really ungodly or even unbiblical. However, the Lord tells us that we forgive someone seven times 70 in a day. That's 490 times within a 24-hour period. And it's really more like a perpetual number or an ongoing number, the, um, the dynamic there or the context there. And so, so listen to me. Faith is connected to our interpersonal relationship as, as prayer is. I know in my own life, that there have been times, especially in the early part of my marriage, where I was immature and not that my wife and ever fought aggressively or anything like that. But you know, there were times when if we would get into a spat, and I would have to make sure that I ask her for forgiveness before I could even pray effectively. And we even see scripture that that deals with that. Don't even bring an offering to the Lord or prayer to the Lord until you deal with your interpersonal relationships first. So faith is connected to the way that we love one another or the way that we don't love one another, the way that we forgive or are, or are unwilling to forgive one another. So so maybe your faith is at a stalemate or at a stagnant place. Examine your heart, my friend. I, I don't know who this is for, but um, I feel like God's telling me to tell somebody this. Your faith will come alive when you take care of that area that needs to be dealt with. Forgiveness, offense, none of those things are important enough to allow them to hinder your walk with God. Listen, someone once said, um, to live above with the saints we love, oh, that will be glory. But to live below with the saints we know, well, that's a different story. Let me read that to you again. To live above with the saints we love, oh, that will be glory. But to live below with the saints we know, well, that's a different story. Listen, faith is connected to our daily living, not just our spiritual experiences alone. Even though they are valuable um, to the development of faith, of course, every testimony you have of maybe having the power of God come over you are... Maybe you were blessed like me and you were part of the Brownsville Revival in the mid-1990s. Or maybe you've had encounters with God through fasting and prayer. Or maybe in a corporate meeting where the glory of the Lord was just so rich and so thick. Maybe you're a preacher and you've seen the glory of God manifest in your ministry. And man, thank God for all those things. And those things build faith. But listen to me. That's not enough. Our faith is has to be connected. It is always connected to personal relationships. It's interesting in Paul's writings. When you look at Ephesians, the first three chapters are so full of incredible revelatory, um, you know doctrinal, supernatural, heavenly things. I mean it's it's being seated with Christ in heavenly places, knowing how how high and wide and and vast the love of I mean all these things. They're they're amazing. But the last three chapters, Paul begins to deal with the way that we treat one another. So I'm closing this today by saying this, my friend. I want your faith to be alive. And I'm gonna come back next week and and teach you on the developing stages of faith, how faith grows and develops. But let me close by saying this. If there's areas in your life that you need to deal with, forgive unforgiveness, um, offense, all these areas, please do that first of all and then watch as your faith will grow. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, we're so honored to know that you're a part of this program and I pray that faith would arise in your heart I pray that the purposes of God would become so real to you, more real than ever before. You can visit us at keith-collins.org or impactgf.org and if you'd like to stand with us, there's donate buttons on both of those sites and your financial support allows us to keep doing what we do each and every week. We love you. God bless you. May you maintain the flame of the Lord in your heart and may that flame grow hotter and brighter in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Maintain the Flame with Keith Collins. I want to ask you to please subscribe, rate, and write a review for this podcast on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you hunger for a greater passion for the Lord that will not dim or subside, then please subscribe and listen weekly to episodes that will encourage you in your walk with God. To learn more about my ministry, please go to keith-collins.org or impactgf.org.